Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. I want to welcome all of those that are tuning in and our Celebration Everywhere family, all of our locations. And today we have joining us Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, all their locations. Can we give Mosaic Church a a big celebration welcome? Me and Jen, we love pastors Naeem and Ashley and counted an honor and a privilege to do life with you all and consider Mosaic family. And so we're honored to have you all leaning in with us today. I want you to go to Genesis chapter one. In Genesis chapter one, I'm gonna begin reading at verse 11. Then we're gonna pray and then I'll unpack this thought that God has given me. Genesis chapter 1. You're in Revelations, you're going too far. Amen. <laughs> when you're there, say, I'm there. You're not there yet, say, wait on me. It's just literally opening the first page. All right. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. It says, God said, let the land have seed-bearing plants and trees that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their varieties. God said, let the land have seed-bearing plants and trees that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their varieties. Today, I wanna teach from the subject matter, the power of a seed, the power of a seed. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment in time that we have in your presence. We ask God that you would do something so powerful, so supernatural, so uh, wonderful, God, that our lives would be changed and transformed because of it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, all those that agree, let me hear you shout amen. And amen, you can take your seats. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to read to you again, Genesis 1, verse 11. Genesis 1, verse 11 says, God said, let the land have seed-bearing plants and trees that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their varieties. One of the things I find very fascinating about life is that God never gives us fruit. He always gives us seed. Oftentimes we ask God for something and he gives us the ingredients 
uh, to put it together in our lives. Nothing that we ask for already comes the way that we expect it or intend for it to come. Amen. This is why God never gives us fruit. He always gives us seed, which is uh, important for us to take note of because if God puts uh, emphasis on seed, then we should put emphasis on seed. Amen. One of the things that I, I love, one of the examples uh, that I love, if I had an apple up here, I would say to you, cut the apple open, look at the seeds on the inside. You can count the amount of seeds in an apple, but you cannot count the amount of apples in a seed. There's something powerful about seed. When we understand the nature of seed, when we understand the power that lies in seed, when we understand uh, uh, the potence that lies in seed, uh, then we would uh, carry our seed differently. We would steward our seed differently. We would sow our seed differently. And so today I'm going to talk to you uh, just kind of from the standpoint, from the posture of a country boy. I was raised in a country farmland all around me. One of the things that we constantly saw growing up were farmers sowing seed. Uh, one of those farmers uh, goes to our church and I was asking him, tell me a little bit about seed. What's so fascinating about seed? He said, well, Tim, there are really three different types of seed. He said, you have your annual seed, which is when uh, you sow something and uh, whatever you sow uh, reaps a harvest in uh, the same season. It says you have your biannual seed, which is you sow a seed, and in that seed, it takes two years for it to flourish. He said, but then you have something real special called a perennial seed. That perennial seed, you sow it, and you can anticipate and expect whatever you sow to birth a harvest every single year. And listen to me. I don't know how many of you have sowed seeds. I don't know how many of you have seed today. But I believe when we sow seed, God is a God that allows us to see a perennial harvest from it. Every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing. Every time I look to the left and look to the right, I see, I see seeds turning into harvest, springing forth every single year because of my obedience. How many of you know God says it's not about how much you sow, it's about why you sow? Amen. It's not how much you sow. There's some of you that can sow a million dollars and it not affect you. There's some of you that can sow a dollar and it will impact you. It's not the amount that you sow, it's the heart behind why you sow. Listen to me, if God does not have a hold of your heart, it does not matter what you sow. This is why, because everything you sow will be made out of selfish ambition. You all have heard me say this before. If you love the object of your gift more than the recipient of your gift, God does not have a hold of your heart. Okay, this is why seed is so important. Because seed always meets a need. There is never a point in your life where you have absolutely nothing. You are a walking warehouse of seed. Okay, here's a kingdom principle for us. Okay, I want you to take note of this. Write it down if you can. I'll try to say it slow uh, so that you can gather this thought. Okay, one of the kingdom keys uh, for us to understand that Jesus used in crisis is seed in the midst of crisis. Think about it from this perspective when Jesus was uh, speaking to uh, 
5,000 households. There was a crisis. People were hungry, and Jesus only had a few fish and a few pieces of bread. There was a crisis, but look at what Jesus did. He took the seed in the crisis to perform a solution for the crisis. Every time there's an economic crisis, God provides seed to the sower for him or her to continually sow. That is the key in crisis. Hear me, family. We are stepping into a season of crisis. You have seed. So there's no reason to be afraid, okay? You say, well, Pastor, I don't have a lot of seed. It does not matter the amount of seed that you have. All that matters is how you steward the seed that you have left. Amen. If we can appreciate and value the seed that we have and stop looking to the left and to the right at other people and how they sow their seeds and the harvest that they get and, and stop talking so much about what everybody else is doing and focus on what God has put in your hand, then we can begin to see the harvest that God desires for us to see. But the quickest way to kill contentment in the seed that you have is to compare it with somebody else's. We live in a society, we live in a culture of comparison. And we go on social media and we see what everybody else is doing. You don't even know that ain't even theirs. <laughs> you don't even know that that ain't theirs. It don't belong to them. This is, this, is, uh, 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 this is social media and all these different things that go with it. Half the time, it ain't even theirs. They don't even own it. And you're sitting here comparing your life to something that don't even matter. Value the seed that God has placed in your hand because God values what? He values seed, okay? Scripture says that God gives seed to the sower. So if you need more seed, you have to sow the seed that you currently have. You all have heard me say this many times, but it serves context for where we're going today. If I keep what I have in my hand, that's my harvest, but if I sow it, it becomes my seed. There is never a time in your life where you have absolutely nothing. You always have seed. What is seed? A seed is anything valuable you sow. Hear me, nothing happens in life until the seed is planted. John chapter 12, verse 24, let's go there. We're going to build a little bit today. Scripture says, Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, it cannot reproduce. But if it dies, it will produce much fruit. For some of us, the reason we are not seeing the harvest the way God desires for us to see the harvest is because we are still holding on to the seed. Remember, if it stays in your hand, then God can't multiply it. You have to sow it. You have to trust God with it. You have to believe that God is going to make good on the promises that he gives to those that are generous. Amen. Another scripture, Mark chapter 4, verse 26, it says, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like someone who plants seed in the ground. Night and day, whether the person is asleep or awake, the seed still grows. But the person does not know how it grows. It's not our job to determine how the seed grows. It's just our assignment to sow it. 
Hear me, each seed contains instructions for your destiny. Are you listening to me? Each seed has a blueprint wrapped on the inside of it that is moving the harvest closer to your life. But nothing moves if it stays with you. Whatever it is that you have is always better in the hands of Jesus. Because Jesus is the only one that can multiply what you have and utilize it for something greater than what you could ever think of or imagine. Your seed that you carry is not meant to stay with you. It's meant to be planted into good soil so that Jesus can multiply it. He gets the glory from it, but he also allows you to carry the victory. Amen. Come on, let's continue to dig a little bit. Let's continue to dig a little bit. Number one, write this down. My seed is a photograph of my trust in God. Do you want to know how you trust God? Do you want to know the depth in which you trust God? Look at how you steward your seed. You want to know if your faith is where it should be. Look at how you steward your seed. Why? My seed is a photograph of my trust in God. God, whenever you have a need, you should always plant seed. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6 says, do your planting in the morning and in the evening too. You never know whether it will all grow well or whether one plant will do better than the other. What the scripture is simply saying is, is you should plant as many seeds as possible because you don't know the season that you're going into. But as long as you have seed in the ground, no matter what season may come, your life will be sustained and endured by your obedience from yesterday. How many of you know a seed does not grow today? A seed grows tomorrow, but my obedience today will determine the harvest I reap in my tomorrow. It's anybody listening to me right now that's grateful for the seeds you have in good ground because you understand no matter what tomorrow may hold, you have a promise from God that he says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'll be with you until the very end of all time. There's something powerful about never. I said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'll be with you until the very end of all time. Is there anybody grateful that God gives us a promise of never? He says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'll be with you until the very end of all time. You need to remind yourself of the promise of God when you find yourself in a crisis. You need to wake up in the morning and say, God, you said never, so I don't expect to see trouble today. God, you said never, so I don't expect to see famine today. God, you said never, so I don't expect to witness economic crisis in my life. He says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor their seed begging for bread. I don't know about you, but nobody in my family lines go beg for anything. Nobody in my family lineage is going to want for anything. Nobody in my family is going to have a need for anything because I got seed in the ground, baby. And as long as I got seed in the ground, he says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. I'll never turn my back on you. Everything that you have need of, I'm a God that supplies. Come on, if you believe that, let me hear you shout amen. You got seed in the ground. And your seed is a photograph of your trust in God. Your seed is a photograph, it's a picture, it's a snapshot of how much faith you have in God's ability to do what God said he is going to do. 
Point number two, write this down. My seed authorizes God to enter into the equation. My seed authorizes God to enter into the equation. These, I'm telling you, these are kingdom principles. If you apply them to your life, your life will never be the same. There are three types of people that are listening to me right now. There are people that have seed that have not sowed through tithes and offerings. There are people that used to sow, but you no longer sow because you want to see how these things weighed out. You think your seat is safer with you in crisis. Your seat is not safer with you in crisis. Your seat is safer with God. And then there are those that are faithful in sowing seed. And you're seeing the benefits and the, the fruit from the seeds that you have sown. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me since we've started this series about how God has already blessed them from their obedience. God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Remember what it says in Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto to you. I told you before, you don't have to chase what you already attract. Amen. Some of you are chasing after money. You should be chasing after the kingdom of God. When you chase after the kingdom of God, he said, all these things shall be added unto you. Stop running after what God desires for you to attract. It's already coming when you chase the kingdom. Why? Because God can't help himself. He's a generous God. He's so good to us. He says, I'll never bless you at the same level I blessed you before. I have to outdo myself because I'm a God that lives his life from faith to faith and glory to glory. And he desires for you to live your life the same way, from faith to faith and glory to glory. Your seed authorizes God to enter into the equation. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of other and ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. That's all they'll have to show for their life. Hear this, but the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in them, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. What you sow in this life has rewards in the next life. What you sow in this life, you'll reap a harvest for in eternity. Hear me, family, what you sow in this life, God never forgets. That's why it's so important that we steward our seed well. We, we can't hide what God has given us. He, he knows what we carry. He, he knows the seed that we have, and he still asks us for it. God never asks us for anything that he desires to give us less for. Are you listening to me? Whenever God asks us for something, he's always seeing, will we be faithful in the areas that we consider important? Will we be faithful in the areas that we exchange our life for? Think about this. Money is the only thing we exchange our life for. Money is the only thing we exchange our life for. We work to get the money, to live our lives, and we work to do it all over again. 
I've explained to you what money is. Money is the reward for a problem solved. That's all money is. It's a reward for a problem solved. If you are running out of money, find more problems. We don't like to hear that because we don't want to deal with problems. But every successful person will tell you that they found a problem and they solved it. Amen. Find a problem. Don't invent one. Find one. Are you listening to me? Look at something that already exists and see how you can make it better. It's time for us to elevate our thinking. Okay? God did not place us here to borrow all of our lives. Are you listening to me? We got to get out of this mentality that we're just going to do the bare minimum and we're just going to make it through life and survive our 90 years if we're blessed, take our last breath and go on to heaven. No, Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit so that we could have heaven on earth. And heaven on earth means that all of your needs should be met. But you have to apply the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding of the word of God to get access to the kingdom keys that God has left for us through his son Jesus. Amen. The word of God says, my people lack, they perish for a lack of knowledge. There are areas in your life that God has his finger on that he desires for you to excel in that you have not yet applied knowledge to. And in that area, you are perishing. And we're praying, God, show me, show me, show me. God is saying, I already showed you and I already gave you the twos. You just got to put it together. We're saying, God, I want cake, I want cake, I want cake, I want cake. God is saying, I gave you the ingredients. It's right there on your counter. Break open that fridge, get some milk out, get some eggs out, get some flour, get some sugar, get some vanilla. Put it all together, there's your cake. God gives us the ingredients to be successful, but we have to put it together. We have to wake up every single day and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to be made glad in it, and I choose to go after everything that Jesus desires and designed for me to go after. It's time out for us being lazy as believers. Watching the world just get our stuff. Oh, they got another car again. I wish I had that car. Get off your butt, crack open your word, get in the presence of God, apply the tools and the principles that Jesus has given us and how we steward seed. And I'm telling you, you will walk into a season better than the season you're walking out of. Again, Scripture says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, the person who plants... Selfishness, ignoring the needs of others and ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. That's all they'll have to show for their life. But the ones who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth, they will harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. I want you to know your mentality on how you steward seed determines your reality of how you reap a harvest.
if you steward seed the wrong way, if you have a minimum mentality with seed, you will reap a minimum harvest. Hear me. God can do more with what you have than you could ever do in your lifetime if you trust him with it. This is human nature. Human nature tells us, hold on to what you got when crisis comes. But if I hold on to what I got and I hold it close to my life, close to my chest, I can't reveal to God what it is that I have so he can take it, multiply it, and give me what I need. If I hold on to it, that's what I want. If I get what I want, I negate the authority and the ability to get what I need. Some of you are settling for what you want right now. And that's far less than what you need. Are you listening to me? I said some of you are settling for what you want. And it's far less than what you need. God says that he will supersede himself. He will outdo himself. He will bless you beyond your wildest dreams if he can trust you. God's greatest pain is to be doubted and his greatest joy is to be trusted. So let's honor God with our seed. Point number three is this. My future, everyone say my future, obeys every seed I sow. The reason I have you say it out loud is because you're only committed to what you confess. There's something powerful about your confession. People say, that's name it and claim it. No, it's not. It's Bible. Word of God says, speak in faith what it is you desire to receive. Amen. Amen. Don't you dare allow the enemy to silence what the Bible has told you to speak boldly with faith and with courage because of what someone else will think. It don't matter what nobody else thinks. Let me tell you all something. When God starts blessing me, I don't care what nobody else thinks. Y'all can talk about me. Y'all can judge me. Y'all, hey, this come from God. And God says, if you can endure a little bit of persecution, you will be blessed. I expect the persecution, but I also expect the blessing. Amen. I never sow seed without expectation. Don't you dare sow seed without expecting that seed to reproduce after its own kind. I speak to every seed I sow. I give it a name. I tell it, go forth, do the work of the ministry. I thank you that you're bringing favor and increase my way. I thank you that you'll open up doors for me that I can't walk into in my own ability and my own power. But because of my obedience to you, Lord, I thank you that you do miracles with that seed. You need to sow an expectation. You'll never see a farmer sow anything and not expect a harvest. What you out there doing? Oh, I'm just throwing seed on the ground. Well, what you, what, what you hoping for? I don't know. I don't even know what's in my bag. I'm just throwing. I'm, 
I'm just throwing stuff out my bag. You never meet a farmer that is sowing without expectation. Whenever a farmer sows, he's looking for the harvest from which he sowed the seed for. And every single month, he's going out there to steward the seed that he's already sowed. He's going out there and he's watering the seed. He's making sure the seed is getting enough sunlight. He's making sure the soil is good. You have to have expectation when you sow seed. Don't you dare sow without expectation. God did not sow his son Jesus into the world without expectation. He sowed him here with the expectation that that seed would go into the ground. And guess what? That seed would reproduce after its own own kind, the harvest of many salvations and souls. If God sows with expectation, you better sow with expectation. If God anticipates when he sows seed, you anticipate when you sow seed. Some of us, we are we're perishing because we have not been taught that. We're perishing because we have not applied these principles to our finances. Everything you have belongs to God. Every penny you have belongs to God. But this is what makes partnership with God and the kingdom of heaven so great. My seed and my future, they work hand in hand. Why? Because my future obeys what seed I sow. I can't expect to harvest apples and I've sowed grape seeds. I have to anticipate and expect that the seeds that I have sowed will reproduce after its own kind. What is a seed? Anything of value that I plant. Some of you have been tipping God. I enjoyed myself today, God. Here's a tip. I got what I needed. I don't know about anyone else. It's a tip. What what happened to us praying before we sow? What happened to us sealing our seed with expectation? Every time I sow, I pray, God, what is it that you want me to give today? Because guess what? God knows what my future holds. And sometimes God will tell you to sow for what you're walking into. He knows you're walking into a season of lack, but you don't experience lack when you got seed in the ground. He knows you're walking into a season of famine, but you won't experience the famine when you have seed in the ground. He knows you're walking into a season of great need. You won't have great need when you have seed in the ground. If God is asking you to sow big in this season, it's because he desires for you to reap big in the next. Did you hear what I said? I said, if God is asking you to sow big in this season, it's because he desires for you to reap big in your next. God doesn't need it, but we do. So he says, so. And every time you sow seed, it gives your future instructions. It gives your destiny a blueprint to find you wherever you are in whatever season you may be in. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to scatter and a time to gather. Hear me, family. This is a time for us to sow. There are many people in this area and and the areas that we have locations around the world that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ like never before. You know why so many people are depressed? Why so many people are suffering with anxiety? Why so many people feel uh, just oppressed and overwhelmed and, and, and just burdened by life because they are not in the word of God? I'm telling you, you get in the environment of the presence of God and things begin to break off your life. Let's make room for the people that are on the way. Are you hearing me, family? Let's put seed in the ground for the harvest of souls that we are anticipating and expecting to see. I'm expecting our family to have over 10,000 youth come to this house and say, I am here because God turned my life around. So what, what, what? What must we do? We have to sow into what we're expecting God to do. Every seed that I sow, hear me, every seed that I sow, it contains instructions for my future. Can I give you one more? Point number four is this. Every seed is an instruction for my harvest. I plant by faith, not by my feelings. Every seed that I sow is an instruction for my harvest. I don't plant by what I feel. Come on, let's be honest. We don't always feel like giving. As a matter of fact, the majority of the time we don't feel like giving. Some of y'all was like, oh, we in a giving series? I ain't going to church. That's human nature. Because we've been taught the church just want our money. That ain't true. God wants to bless you. And when we break a poverty mentality, then we begin to think like God thinks. And we begin to live like God intends for us to live. And we begin to steward the seed that God has given us like God desires for us to steward it. We have to get out of this mentality that the church just wants something. No, God wants to bless you. And we give God an opportunity to do so when we sow seed into good soil. My seed is an instruction for my future. Last scripture that we'll read is Psalm chapter 126, verse 5. It reads, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Come on, how many of you be honest and say, God has asked you to give something and bought a tear out your eye? <laughs> oh, God, why? Oh, God, this hurts. It's painful. But look at what Scripture says. Those who sow in tears will reap in joy. I got to tell you all this and we'll get out of here. 
one of our mothers here in the church, she came up to me two Sundays ago. She said, Pastor, I'm going to fix income, me and my husband. But we felt like God was asking us to sow something extra, something extra. And I looked at him. I said, I don't know where we're going to get it from, but this is where God is asking us to sow. And we needed a car. And we sowed the seed that God told us to sow. And the next day, we were given a car. Are you listening to me? I said the next day. Sometimes it takes seasons, sometimes it takes days. I'm telling you, you get seed in the ground, baby. It's up to God to determine how quickly you see the harvest return on the seeds that you've sown. Your seed is instructions for your harvest. You say, well, how do I get seed in the ground? You get seed in the ground as soon as you can, as often as you can, because you never know when God will reproduce the seeds that you have sown in the form of a harvest. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with harvest. You're stepping into a season where you're about to sing and shout for joy. Are you listening to me? How many believe that? You're stepping into a season where you're gonna shout for joy and sing of the goodness and the mercy of God because of all the things that he's added to your life. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.